0: everybody and welcome back to the tea with crema my name is chris i'll be one of your hosts today and i'm joined by my best friend emma
1: what's up y'all
0: today is going to be a fun episode i think emma accidentally turned old this year and so to celebrate we have a look back look forward type episode so things that we would tell ourselves at 17 some pieces of advice how to really get Make the biggest bang, get the biggest bang for our buck out of the next 10 years. And then, what are some things that we're looking forward to in the next 7-ish, ten? is what it is, because 35 is important, 37 not so much, but (laughs) that's what we're doing. That's our episode today. Before we get started, Emma, what tea did you bring today?
1: So today, instead of the honey vanilla chamomile, chamomile, I'm just drinking a plain old chamomile from Celestial Seasonings, you know, trying to get that caffeine-free tea in. Also, I realized from the last episode, the tea that I did not like was the Manuka honey one, not oh. ginger. It was a Manuka honey, and I did not like it.
0: I've never had that one. Interesting. But
1: it, I like, wonder... coats your throat. I don't know. I was not a fan of it, and it, like, made my tongue swollen. So maybe I'm actually allergic to it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Might want to double-check them in- uh, ingredients.
1: Yeah, so that was one that I did not like. What are you drinking today?
0: Today, I am drinking a green tea from Sencha Tea Bar. So another Chinese green tea. But this one is Raspberry Lane. So it is essentially a green tea with raspberry. I do love a good raspberry. And I really like the... um The coloration of this tea. So, like, obviously, green tea is green. But this one, because of the raspberry, is, like, this nice, like, reddish-pink color. Mm. So, it's just really nice. I did... So, I tried it originally. I was like, okay, this is green tea with raspberry. Pretty straightforward. So, I added a little bit of honey just for funsies. Just as a disclaimer. It was still a good one. I like raspberry green teas. I really got to figure out what's going on in Sencha. It's It's a new thing for me. Learning more about Sencha green teas.
1: Yeah, I love like okay. So my favorite drink, you know, when you go to when you have like the soft drink dispensers, is the mm-hmm. is the Lipton raspberry iced tea. That's like one of my favorites. Hey, yeah, every time that
0: raspberry. But didn't you say your one of your kiddos did a report on Sencha green tea? Right? Is it from Japan? Yes,
1: I think Sencha Cause... is the type of it's either like the like the growing process or the or drying
0: that. process. Yeah,
1: or something like that. Because this yeah, one's Sencha Chinese. Yeah, so that's okay. why I'm interested. I wonder if it's like the, maybe it's the, the type of tea that's grown, like the species mm-hmm. or the crop. I'd love to have
0: look no into idea. it. Yeah, something about Sencha is different. I gotta figure out what it is. I mean, I don't have to, but I'd like to. So, <laughs> <laughs> in any case, this year's Emma birthday episode is, again, a look forward, I look back. So we're starting out with advice that we give our 17-year-old selves. And if you do all the maths, Everything that we say today should equal up to, like, 28, I think. So, I'm giving seven pieces of advice. Emma's giving seven pieces of advice. I'm looking forward to seven things. Emma's looking forward to seven things. And I think, mathematically, that is, in fact, 28.
1: Twenty-eight. Chris is not good at simple arithmetic, so I did double-check this. I just want to point that out, that I was the 7th grade mental math champion, so that is me. Yeah, that is 28 things. And by... uh release time I will now be 28 so that is how we came up with that number and also because 28 if you're an astrology enthusiast is kind of a year of turmoil for some people it's a year of growth which I like tell people and they're like actually it's also because your prefrontal cortex is like fully developed now so you can like your brain is doing the things it's supposed to be doing you know before that you're kind of like an irrational human being which is still so wild how like we got kids going to college and making these decisions for the rest of their life and they're not even fully developed yet. <laughs> so yeah. So today we are doing what are fourteen pieces of advice you'd give to your seventeen or eighteen year old self. So that would have been me in my senior year of high school. And I think that would have been Chris in junior year, going into senior.
0: Year. I don't know. I turned seventeen in junior year, and then I turned eighteen in my 18 senior year. year senior year.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So yeah. So I guess it's like end of high school. What are some pieces of advice that you'd give yourself? to your upperclassmen high school self. First piece. Go for it.
0: First piece. Be more focused. I goofed all the way off through college. And I think it's because I worked really hard in middle school and pretty hard in high school. So at that point, I was just like, I don't have the stamina to do this for four more years. Like, I am tired. So now I more so understand why certain people (laughs) take gap years because... I get it like it that's you're essentially just doing like this long never-ending marathon of school from the age of five until 18 and if you did anything like what I did in high school because everyone was like make sure your first three years are really solid and so like I wasn't as serious my senior year but I was also taking a lot more serious classes senior year so a lot of like dual credit classes and AP classes and so I couldn't like Goof all the way off, you know. I still had a GPA and credits to maintain, and so I don't know. I just, oh, it was a lot. It was a lot. So I don't know if there was a way to have recharged a little bit before going into college. But then I goofed off, especially that first year of college. I took all of my high school (laughs) advice and like I put the thing down, flipped it, and reversed it, and I goofed all the (laughs) way off freshman year. And then spent the rest of college, like, getting it back together and never truly got to, like, I was .05 points away from, like, my desired GPA, Um which, I mean, it's a GPA, it is what it is, fine, whatever, it's not like it's coming back to haunt me now, but, like, I don't know, I would have liked to have just been mm. just a little to bit graduate higher. with
1: certain honors, right?
0: Yeah, I yeah. missed... Yeah, and I'm I'm sure I could have if I stayed the additional semester that I decided to graduate on, because then I could have just spent that semester like boosting my GPA and taking the additional class that I needed. But I was like, nah, I'm good. I don't need another semester of $20,000 worth of expenses when I could be working another issue. But anyways, be more focused. That'd be my first piece of advice. What about you?
1: I think that's so funny about like your whole story because I think that that's a very common phenomenon amongst gifted students, which I know that you were in middle school and high school and like tracked in that way and like similar to myself also tracked in that way. But you just saw this like burnout of kids who got to college and just like could not keep up the stamina like kids who had figured it out in high school, you know, had unlocked it somehow and still kept grinding. But I was definitely one of those kids that like I got to college and I was like, I have absolutely no time management like i don't know how to manage my time that doesn't involve me sleeping more than two hours a night or like sleeping more than four hours a night and it was just like i felt that um okay my first piece of advice is not as serious as that um put down the hash browns (laughs) when i was in my first year of college i gained 30 pounds and that was, like, yeah, 30 pounds. I had gone into college, cute little petite little thing, and I, like, gained 30 pounds in my first year because, like, ain't no freshman 15. You know, when I commit, I commit hard. Um And I had gone to breakfast every morning. I was making use of that meal plan. I would get a plate of hash browns, like, like McDonald's-sized hash browns, and a plate of sausages with ketchup. And I mopped the whole thing. And everyone, like, and all the boys, because I would always eat with, like, my guy friends. Like, I felt like it was normal because they were also eating as much as I was. But again, I'm 5'4", should not have been eating what these, like, dudes were eating. So, yeah, that's my first piece of advice. Maybe get a vegetable in there. A vegetable will not hurt your life. Because, you know, now at 28, I'm still, like, losing that weight that I gained from college. <sighs> oh, my
0: God. You gained my freshman fifteen.
1: I gave everybody's freshman 15. I look like I ate everybody's freshman 15. Okay.
0: Oh, my gosh. Was UCR not, like, a walking campus?
1: The only walking that we did was going up the hill to our residence hall. But more or less, it's a very small campus. Like,
0: oh, you could
1: probably get get campus to, like, from place to place within Mm -hmm. 15 minutes, I think, from, like, end to end. And then... Uh, That makes sense. But, yeah, and I also didn't have a car. So, I didn't, like, I stayed within campus, like did mm-hmm. not ever really and it was in the desert so we also really just like didn't leave unless we had to
0: when I tell you I could not have gained my freshman 15 I was poor and UT is large like was walking <laughs> everywhere your boy was not eating extra food because from where like who was paying for this extra food nope so mm-mm. it's fine our second piece of advice though that <laughs> so was wild
1: follow that up <laughs>
0: Probably a little bit. You know, it's still more serious. I see where this is going. It's fine. My second piece of advice would be to do career testing earlier on in college. I didn't take my first career test until like two years ago, by which point I already had a bachelor's and a master's degree.
1: In a very specific field.
0: Super specific. (laughs) Now, Granted, the two degrees are mismatched. They don't match at all. And then the career test that I took was not aligned to anything that I'd gotten a degree in. So, yeah, I should do that a little bit earlier. I I goofed, but again, that's one of those, like, I guess maybe that was that first gen lack of knowledge coming into it. I didn't Mm. know that those were tests that you could take and take seriously because I was also coming around at the time of, like, BuzzFeed quizzes. So, like, (laughs) you know, telling the difference between, like, a BuzzFeed career test and, like, an actual one and knowing that they were real and that all I had to do was go to, like, a counselor on campus And take this real test and then could have changed my major to something more responsible or just not even more responsible. That just would have made more sense. But, you know, take that career test at least once. Just one time. One time.
1: You didn't take one in high school?
0: No. They just sent us off on our merry way.
1: Oh, see, I took one in high school. And it was just like one of those things where they never really told us like, oh, this is a career test. It was kind of like take this test. And, you know, it was it was a questionnaire and whatnot. And then they gave you back your results. It was funny because teacher was on my list Hmm. and I studied engineering instead. And
0: then became a teacher.
1: And then became a teacher. Do you know how many things that would have just been dealt with had I just listened to my career test? (laughs) Which brings me to piece number two. (laughs) It is okay to make a career change. It is okay to, to go into a career that has nothing to do with your major no matter how much like strife that everyone is going to give you. I think that I had set myself up where I had always had these like big, big ambitious dreams to do this thing. And when it didn't come true and I had to take that year of unemployment, I was deeply depressed because I had never experienced failure like that before. And so at the end of the day, like as much as I complain about being a teacher, it really was the saving grace. Like I, Absolutely loved it because it, you know, it got me out of being unemployed, and I think that that's like the biggest takeaway from that. And I, you know, ended up loving it enough that I've been teaching now. This is my fifth year, um, so something went right.
0: <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop.
1: Can't stop, won't stop. Get one. Oh
0: my gosh! Look at that. See, some more serious, more serious piece of advice. Look at that we could do it. Yeah. Okay. My third one would be be more socially flexible. I did not do a lot of the. Social stuff in college I'd still not developed enough To get out of my own head a lot And so I was just like, no, I'll just stay in, it's fine Like, I'm okay in my Own space, doing my own things And so, you know, there's pros and cons To that mm. Mostly in that a lot of people have like You have like friends from different parts of your life But exactly. I can't really say that there's anyone Like from college that I still intensively talk to All that much Um Because I don't know, I just didn't Put myself out there in that way to make those long lasting relationships. And even the relationships that I did have were filled with strife because sometimes I just was not as flexible as I could have been. So <laughs> it's a mutual thing, but still,
1: it's fine. Growth. This is good reflection. Um, hmm. I, that's not even one of my pieces of advice, but one of my pieces of advice would be, girl, stop partying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Get it together. What are you doing?
1: Stay home. That's not one of my pieces of advice, but that's what I would tell my past self based on your advice is, you know, your your flexibility and ability to be going out and wilding in these streets needs to stop. (laughs) Okay, so my third piece of advice would be to journal more often. I wish that I had used that more as an outlet because I think that that definitely would have helped. Like now as an adult, I've found the value in journaling and like really... Putting my thoughts out there. I do have several journals from college that only have like a couple pages done, and they were only ever done when I was feeling very anxious. And so I think, had I had a better and like a healthier coping mechanism, that would have definitely helped me as I was trying to navigate going through college, you know, being a better partner, being a better friend, and things like that. So reflect more. What's your fourth piece of advice?
0: So, my fourth one is probably like the most somber of all seven. So like real moment, it's fine. Um, But my grandma passed in 2015, which would have been 2012. So about, yeah. And so I'm just trying to do the math from like when we were doing 2022, 2012. So it would have been like three more years. Um, And I was in college. I was really just like in college at the time. And so I think just being more intentional with the time that I did spend with her would be... That last bit of advice of just, you know, doing what I can, being more intentional. Um Because I, I feel like, you know, when you are an adult with someone in your family, it's a little bit different. And I never really got to like have that experience with her. I was only ever really a, a child when she was around. And so it would have been nice to just like take advantage of those three years, which were a period of transition for myself, but... You never know what time you have until you don't have it anymore. So that would be me.
1: That's a good piece of advice. How am I going to follow that up?
0: <laughs> I told you, I put the somber one like right in the middle. That's my number four. See, it's right there. My somber is
1: like opposite somber. It's not like sad like that. This is more <laughs> understand. Okay. So my fourth piece of advice, although Chris's one is a very good piece of advice, right? You don't know until it's like not there anymore, right? And you, mm-hmm. you can only really look back by that point that it's too late. Um... My fourth piece of advice is to understand credit cards better and understand budgets. I feel like I had a very poor um, understanding of these things. And it's still something that I'm dealing with now as a 28 year old. And like, had I had a better understanding of it at, you know, 21, 22, I think I would have been better off. But since I didn't, And I decided to try to keep up with the Joneses and I should have tried to, uh, you know, keep up with Emma instead and act my wage. I did not. And so, yeah, I think understanding how to budget, that would have been my number four.
0: Wow. I was like, I'm on five. So it's also financial conveniently enough, which is find something to invest in. Just at this point, pretty much everything has gone up in value. So like just pick anything anything and just like put a hundred dollars in it and see what and i know that's difficult for you know 17 year old me about to go into college with like all of the zero money that i have but you know just find anything dominos netflix pick any apple amazon pick and oh, i don't know about facebook they're going through some things but pick anything put ten dollars in it put a hundred dollars in it and just just see see what happens because it's all gonna go up in value it always does unless it bankrupts and goes all the way down but i mean it always does
1: until it doesn't (laughs) you
0: know i I feel like as long as it's like a more technology driven company you're probably going to be fine anything that seems to be adapting with the times you'll be fine so yeah find something to invest in
1: i yeah like that's like such a hard like i wish i understood the stock market more that i would have been able to be like ah this would be a good investment for me and my ten dollar an hour job that I'm using to buy Wingstop instead of investing.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I still feel like the stock market's a scam, but
1: I mean it's fake money. And I, if I, the fact that I can't be liquid when I pull it out, I just don't understand that.
0: <laughs> None of this makes any sense. I don't know. So that would be me.
1: Um. Okay. So numero cinco for me would be to ask for help and don't be afraid to ask for help. I think that my imposter syndrome always got the best of me where I always felt like I had to be so performative in the fact that like I understood everything when really there were so many times where I really needed help and I just didn't get it. Um, you know, like going to office hours, like I was always so ashamed to go to office hours because I felt like I should have understood it. Also just like, that's also another piece of advice. That's like a 5A, (laughs) go to office hours, (laughs) get those recommendations. I feel like I didn't have enough like close, um, close, like, contacts with professors to be able to, like, ask them for recommendation letters when I was, you know, applying for college or when I was applying for uh, grad school afterward. But, like, going into college, like, I felt like I did make good connections, but I was always too afraid to ask my teachers for help in high school, for sure. College. Uh, and college.
0: Oh. You didn't <laughs> ask your teachers around. for help in high school?
1: I was very stubborn.
0: Oh. Oh. That's weird, because my high school, my my hand stayed up. I was always asking questions in high school, and then got to college, and was like, I'm good.
1: And there's now 400 people versus 40 people. Like, I would ask for help, but it was not... And I think because I've always been just kind of, like, more jokey, like, oh, ha, ha, ha. But, like, no, really, like, I really don't understand what's going on. (laughs) And so, yeah, but it was, like, not apparent that I didn't understand what was going on, because I was, like, pulling out grades and, like, doing fine. Mm-hmm. It was really because of extra work that I probably didn't need to be putting on myself when I could have just asked somebody, anybody. I don't,
0: I don't think I went to a professor's office hours until like my second semester junior year or last semester senior year. And it was a writing class. And it was because this man like was demolishing my papers every time. And after like the third paper, I was like, bro, what is this? Why? What is happening here? I've, I've never. Made three years. <laughs> I've made it all the way to this point and you're just like, all of your papers are trash. And I'm just, so I got frustrated enough. It went to office hours. Everything was fine. Fine. I got an A in the class. I think part of it was just like the growth. I think he was just trying to push people to grow and whatever that meant. It didn't necessarily, there wasn't like a standardized rubric. It was just like, did you as an individual get better? I don't know what this man's method was, but in any case, number six, read more. Mm. Mostly because like, there was a point where I just felt like everything was a signed reading. So, like, definitely not, like, during college, because everything was assigned reading, and I, it, I hate assigned reading so much. But then, because I hated assigned reading after I graduated, I was like, I'm never reading a book ever! And so, <laughs> finding a balance of, okay, now you don't have to read this book. Just try it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You can read for funsies again. So, yes, I would read more ah, like after that. college, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Um, my number six is to not get stagnant, not get comfortable, because I feel like I have a very, I tend to be someone who can be like a homebody very easily, and I can be very comfortable with just like being in my comfort zone. Um, and so I had always dreamed about teaching abroad, going abroad, doing all these things, and it wasn't until like I had to like make that push when the universe was like, okay, we're shutting down your school, you have to go find another place of employment, um, That I was then able to do it but I think had I like taken the jump earlier maybe it would have been different or I don't know so I think it would just like continuously grow that would be my keep pushing for growth
0: very nice also your school's not closed still open
1: yeah, plot twist, universe. Thanks a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just it just needed that little like, hmm. Will they? Won't they? Just enough to get you to like really apply, and then the universe is like, it's fine. We weren't going to do it anyway.
1: We weren't going to do it anyway, which is like so crazy because I was interviewing within the district, like kind of secured <laughs> multiple offers within the district, and still was like, nope, that's not the move. I'm just going to leave completely.
0: <laughs> will they? Won't they? Exactly. Okay. My final piece of advice would be to get your passport and try harder to study abroad. So I didn't go into college thinking I was going to study abroad. Like, in fact, I was like, it sounds like really expensive and something that like really privileged people like to push on, like study abroad, make it happen no matter what. And it's just for me, I was just repulsed by the idea of like trying to put myself further into debt over something that I didn't want to try. And then it was kind of like meh. Um And all of like A lot of the opportunities were during the summer and summer funding is notoriously difficult to procure. But, you know, who knows? I could have tried. We could have tried it out, seen what happened. Um, not like beat my, not beat myself up about it. Like I'm not sad or anything. The only thing that I'm really kind of, the only time that I was like, dang, was when they opened Cuba to UT students. I don't want to say specifically. No. I don't know if it was just to it was UT like a student. or it was like a
1: student like a uh, exchange, right? That was the kind mm-hmm. of information exchange was the type of visa something like something
0: that, like, yeah. Right? And it was that is the only time, and it just like that's the only time that I was like, dang, that would have been a really nice opportunity um, because how many people would have been able to say I got they've been cool. to Cuba? You know what I mean? That's the only one. Uh, but I had already signed up for summer classes elsewhere. To help facilitate graduating early. But man, that's the only one that I was like, actually, that probably would have been great. Otherwise, studying abroad isn't, it's just, it was a lot. It was a really expensive to do and to figure out how to do. And then like subleasing your, my current apartment that I was staying at and then getting funding to go and the planes and the tickets and the everything. So I don't, I don't beat myself up about it, but maybe just look into it a little bit more. You never know. The opportunity could have Mm -hmm. been there.
1: Yeah. And then didn't you have that one classmate, too, that went to Brazil and then found a Brazilian...
0: She found the love of her life, and then she did not come home. No, she did not. I mean, I think she's back stateside now. Before I graduated, I think she returned. Uh, But yeah, she went... With
1: with her Brazilian boo, or no?
0: That I don't know. I didn't follow the story well enough. But I do know that my freshman year... Now, they were older students, but they went abroad that summer, and they it was a summer class and your girl did not come back like she she was out there like i took a class with her <laughs> and it was only because like the portuguese circle at um ut is it's much smaller like there were only like two on the lower division classes of like the beginner portuguese classes oh, so, so like we all
1: like knew each other we
0: knew we each saw other each other Mm-hmm. And so like we knew who was going abroad and like if you're going with upper division or lower division like are you in the advanced Portuguese or beginner Portuguese and so like we knew and yeah we came back that following because it was a three semester sequence to finish uh-huh. uh-huh. I came back for the fall sequence with people that had went and they were like yeah this one you remember so and so she went she found someone and <laughs> <laughs> she is still there she did not come back. Uh, but I think, again, she came back by the end, finished her degree. But I don't know, by that point, I had graduated, so I don't know what came of it. Oh,
1: man. The love story to end them all. Um, <laughs> my last piece of advice is go to therapy. <laughs> I'm still 28 and I haven't been to therapy. But I think had I started unpacking a lot of these things earlier... I would be a more well-adjusted human, but that's okay. That's it for another episode. You know, still, still out here. We still looking for therapy, therapies, therapists to therapize me.
0: (laughs) Something like that. that. One (laughs) of them words.
1: One of them words. But that concludes our advice to our 17, 18 year old selves. And so now, looking forward. In the next seven years, Chris and I will be 35, Lord, old, you know, and then we're going to hit 35 and come back and do an episode and be like, actually, 35 is the new 25. <laughs> because <laughs> It's 25 with money. <laughs> Honestly, so, looking to the future. Now, what are seven things on your bucket list to accomplish by the time you turn 35? What's the first one on your list, Chris?
0: Skydive.
1: Love that one. Same. I'm going to awesome. jump out of that
0: plane. I'm afraid of heights, but I'm going to go.
1: I need to make the weight limit. That's my biggest thing. I'm always afraid that I'm not going to make the weight limit. Is that a thing? Yes. You are well under it.
0: I didn't know there was a weight
1: limit. Yeah, I can't just be jumping out of the plane.
0: (laughs) Oh. But, like, it's fine. What's your first thing? I'm just thinking, like, what if you needed to, like, emergency evacuate a flying plane? And, like, do we just not because you're over the weight limit? We don't even try? Like,
1: Nope. I mean, it's death either way, so I guess I would try. Just to make sure... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> At least I can die trying you know
1: <laughs> They can't say that she just went down on the burning plane um, I, okay my first one is to pay off all of my credit card debt by the time I turn to 35. I'm woohoo! like almost done. I'm like but yeah 35 by 35 it will definitely be done um okay, number two
0: I want to get a tiny tattoo. I haven't decided of what I have a design in my mind but I want to make sure that it stays in my mind and it's not one of those things that are like I got and then I look back I'm like, oh what an idiot. So, but I want to, by 35, if it's still there, it's probably going to go on my body. Because at that point, it means I've committed, so.
1: A tiny tattoo of a tiny house.
0: Ew. Not a house. How gross. If you have
1: any ideas for a tiny tattoo for Chris and locations, please drop a comment on the IG and let us mm-hmm. know. Um, Okay. My second one is to visit all 47 prefectures of Japan. It's basically like saying, like, I want to visit all 50 states. But all 47 prefectures. I think I've currently visited five.
0: I don't think it's like saying all 50 states. I feel like it's more like I want to visit all the counties in Texas.
1: Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be closer.
0: Geographically, I'm just saying. Japan's not that big.
1: No. But they are all like kind of far from each other. Like the Mm -hmm. north one is. There's also
0: 47. And I know Japan also is like an archipelago. So like there are some like standalone islands. So I'm sure those those would be a bit more challenging.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. But you got this. Yeah.
0: That'll be fine. I
1: got time. I got time.
0: I know you're gonna have to really. uh This next year, you're gonna have to really like pack them in.
1: I know. With Isaac coming in, I'm really gonna have to like get. Come on, let's go. Every, we gotta every go every other weekend. Every other weekend's gonna be a prefecture. So stay tuned for that.
0: Because mm-hmm. moving out, it's gonna be harder to go back and then visit them. So
1: yeah,
0: I would. I would aim to get the harder ones right now.
1: Yes, while well, I'm by myself. Yeah, I agree.
0: Even with Isaac, just like while you're in Japan.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. So I don't have to mm-hmm. come back. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I and then go like- to a
0: difficult one. Yeah. That's Agreed. like a two-leg trip. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number three, ski down a mountain. We went and like went up the thingy in Colorado, the mm-hmm. the rolly ski thingy that, yeah, mm-hmm. the ski lift. And I was like, okay, I think I could ski one time for the one time. We'll see. I could be wrong. It could be a terrible experience, but I just want to try it. Just to we see. We didn't
1: actually go up a ski lift, though. Yeah, we did. Did we have to bring the thing down, the bar down?
0: What's that? Oh, no. You mean like, like... Oh, okay. You were the one who threw the oh, word out there.
1: I'm sorry. I just know we you're went right. up the thingy. No, you're right. We did go on a ski lift. I just... It wasn't my traditional ski lift that I was thinking of because all the ski lifts I've ever been on are open. But you're right because we did get to the top of the mountain where people were ending up skiing. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right. We did go on a ski lift. I'm sorry. Yes.
0: Oh, I didn't know what it was called. I just, it was a th- we went up the mountain and we got yeah. to see all around. And everyone else was skiing. We were walking around. But... I was like, okay, I could take a little class. I know it'll be an expensive trip, but I just want to try it, you know, one time for the one time. So
1: one time. So you can see you did it. Mm -hmm. My number three is to run a marathon. I know this is like a big jump. I know seven years, but I got seven years to train for 26 miles. I got this. Maybe. We got this. It'll happen (laughs) because
0: I'll probably be right there.
1: Yes. Agreed. We're going to try and run our first 5k everyone by the end of this year. So stay tuned for that.
0: Okay, number four, white water rafting. I've said it a lot, but I really want to. I just—it looks like it'd be a lot of fun.
1: I think you would be good at it too.
0: I don't really know. I, was like, I don't know what makes someone good at it. I just—you just row when they tell you to row.
1: Row, heave ho! Okay.
0: <laughs> First of all, who are you calling a hoe? Gives <laughs> to a fight with the man, like.
1: <laughs> I said to to heave you hoe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my gosh!
1: Okay, that's number four. My- Number four is to hike a major mountain. Like, you know, like one of the mounts that they always talk about? Like, they're like, oh. Kilimanjaro? That's what I
0: always think <gasps> Wow, look at us. Like, but not Everest, though.
1: I'd probably do Fuji because I'm here. <laughs> not,
0: that'd be really convenient. Can you, you can go up Fuji?
1: Yeah, but it's like a very okay. specific, it's a very specific, like, time period that you can go up Fuji.
0: Because it's volcanic still, technically, right? I
1: mean, it's very dangerous <laughs> in the winter. Oh. It's like kind of, it's like kind oh, of like. Oh, because it's like, like
0: snowing the- and it's a whole mm-hmm. thing. Ah, I feel like I'd rather go up Kilimanjaro. It seems like it's warmer all the time, so it's probably yeah. easier.
1: But I also I feel, feel like be wrong. more people die on Kilimanjaro. You got, like, old people going up Fuji all the time. Like, old people and, like, little kids. So if they can climb it, I think I can climb it, too.
0: <laughs> okay, we gon' see.
1: Thinking. We gonna see. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, number five, go on a cruise. I've not ever been on a cruise, so I just want to go on one, a short one. Again, I have motion sickness problems, so I want to go on a short one first, just to, so, like, confirm it's something that I would enjoy at a base, but
1: i just want to try it see what happens Mm. i want to learn how to cook tongan food i don't know how to cook it at all i enjoy eating it it's my favorite it's my favorite type of food but i think i also enjoy it because people are cooking it for me so i might also be part of it
0: let me just leave this chat what are you doing like you haven't asked your dad to teach you how to cook nothing
1: i mean i've like watched (laughs) (laughs) i know bad tongan daughter Oh my guys, is, Get it together. This is how the culture. This is how the culture dies within the first generation. Everyone, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> literally, I'm, didn't even ask. Like, how do I? Where do I get this from? Like, if I was going to make it stateside, what substitutions do I need to make?
1: I know how to. I know how to buy the things. I just don't know how to make the things. That's going to be my goal. Yes. Okay, okay. You do that. Please do. Yes.
0: Number six. I want to go to a true international like New Year celebration. So like mm. New York, not LA, not LA, just not LA um tokyo singapore sydney Paris, like a true international new year celebration like one of the ones that they always put on the tv because it has all the lights and it's just like a fireworks thing i just want to try it you know see if it's worth all the hype
1: i agree though i like that tokyo seemed lit i was very much at home because covid still real okay my number six is learn how to speak Tongan and japanese here this is what we call cultural revival everyone i'm currently learning how to speak japanese it's going okay i can speak like a kindergartner now um Tongan, i can make basic sentences i would like to learn both though
0: wow look at you okay then maybe that's what i should do number seven really commit to like learning spanish officially i have been getting better passively and like conversationally but I don't even know if I'm at the kindergarten level yet.
1: Es una buena habilidad para hablar un otro lenguaje, idioma. I don't even know which one. Look at that. But it's funny because as I'm learning Japanese, I translate into Spanish before I translate into English. Because my brain gets confused and it's like, oh, here's another language. So there's sometimes where people will be speaking to me in Japanese and I understand what they're saying. And I want to respond back in Spanish because my brain only knows how to process (laughs)
0: English and not English.
1: (laughs) English and Spanish. And (laughs) And so I was like, there's times where I'm like thinking in my head and I'm processing first into Spanish before I even process back into English. And it's like, I don't know, my brain is confused and tired half the time. Okay, last one. Number seven. I've always had it on my bucket list to visit Japan, which I'm here now, and to visit Tonga. And so now I've lived in Japan, so I'd like to visit Tonga next. Hopefully I would like to live there too. That would be really nice. Um, i need your dad to
0: listen to this episode because i feel like he's just like what what is she-? Where did i go wrong because <laughs> i know he's been to tonga like since you've been alive so i'm just like yeah. it's what very are you expensive. Emma?
1: and they used to always tell me to allegedly they, to- they never wanted to take me because they're like there's no mcdonald's i what you're gonna hate it and i was like, yeah you're right it's not so rude i know goes back to my <laughs> number one advice to myself put down the french fries girl
0: Hash browns, but
1: and hash browns. Oh, I did I not include (laughs) French fries? I meant to include the French fries too, because I was literally eating Wingstop every day too. That's why I also oh, girl. Okay. Anyway, besides the point, we got through our fourteen. These are fourteen things that Chris and I would like to finish by the time we turn thirty-five. So we got seven years to finish. (gasps)
0: Thirty-five. We got this. I can do most of these things. I can do all of these things. I'm gonna do it. It's fine. All right. So it's now time for our
1: rapid fire question. Beep, 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 beep,
0: da, 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 da. Okay, you ready? First. Mine's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. Have you ever ridden a mechanical bull? And if so, how many times in when?
1: Yes. What? Where was I? Oh, I was in college when I did.
0: Oh. <laughs> Look at you.
1: And I didn't do well. It was very hard. Uh-oh. It was a lot harder than it looks. Yeah. <laughs> Have you? Like it's,
0: yeah, twice. Once in downtown Fort Worth. I didn't know that you had ridden one. No. Once in downtown Fort Worth, I did... Terrible. I don't think that man gave any cares that it was my first time. He was just like, bah, bah, and I was done. It took like, I have the recording. I think it took like five seconds. It probably was less time than that.
1: Wait, is that the one when you had gone with your co workers?
0: No. So that one was when I went in Arlington, and that uh... man did me a favor because I was up there for a minute and he was like, yo, if you give me five extra dollars, like, I got you. And so I was like, okay, here you go. And I gave him five extra dollars, and I was up there for a while. Like,
1: this guy getting bribed for the extra ride. <laughs>
0: okay, but everyone thought I looked really great. They're like, man, you were up there for such a long time. Like, wow, it worked. He, honestly, this man knew what he was doing, clearly. And it only cost five extra dollars. So I was like, here you go. Boom. Impressive.
1: Let's make that. Let's put that on your dating profiles. Let's put <laughs> that video on there. I think that's going to be the one that brings in brings in all the, all the peoples. Um, hmm. Okay. Mine is which... TV show would you like to be the main character of? Have I asked that before?
0: No, I think you've asked about game show hosting.
1: Ah, okay. Which TV show would you like to be the main character of? Just get rid of the main character and it's now you.
0: I think it would be Avatar The Last Airbender. And you'd be Aang? Yeah, I don't like Cora. I don't want to take her problems. She was going she, through it.
1: Man, she like... But I think that was like such a really, that was like a really good interpretation of like mental health, right?
0: There was that, and like you know, the idea of, like, we watch all these kids shows and then, like, these kids be out here doing some, like, real traumatizing things. And then the show's like, and now they're fine. And Cora was like, no, homegirl is stressed. She is panicked. Like, it did not go away. But she also, I, you know, it was a more mature show season all around. Because, like, also, I feel like Aang was just trying to be, like, captured most of the time. People were coming for Cora's life. On a regular, like, they wanted her to die all the time.
1: It felt like they were trying to kill Aang, but also, like, every single time anyone got Aang, they, like, wouldn't just, like, kill him right off the bat. Like, you know, but I think it's also because he was a little boy that people like, mm-hmm. just, like, kill him.
0: Yeah, because I really, only one person, I guess one and a half people, ever really tried to, like, actively, like, kill him. Azula? Zuko wanted to capture him and take him to the Fire Lord. Yeah. And ultimately, I feel like Azula shot her shot him with the lightning. So like yeah, she's on the list. But like really the only person who like actively wanted Aang dead was the Fire Lord. Uh yes. Like I he was it, honestly. Like everyone else in the show was kinda like, we gonna take you to the Fire Lord and they don't really have their like life or death duel until the very last episode of the very last season. Whereas like Cora was literally fighting for her life. Season Downing one the like <laughs> they were coming for her immediately. <laughs>
1: Because, like, again, right, that just goes back to all these people doing this work for this one man. If he wanted it done, if he wanted to, he would. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he would have gotten up off his throne and went to go find the Avatar himself.
1: Like, like I'm so confused. Like, And then I'm confused why he was so angry all the time. Because, like, sorry, you could have got it done yourself. I'm, I'm confused why you are upset that people are not completing your task.
0: Because you know who went and did it herself? Azula. She got up there and was like, you're all incompetent. Pop, pop. It was done. <laughs> Over with. Uh,
1: okay. I think I would like to be in. I'm trying to think. I like had so many shows that I was thinking of.
0: Grey's Anatomy. But then she'd probably die off because no one is safe on that show.
1: No one. No one is safe. And also, I can't be Grey. That's too much pressure. So then I was like, oh, I think The Good Place would be fun to be on.
0: That would be so much fun. Except that means you're actually in hell.
1: <laughs> but then he'll, but then me and Chidi will meet each other and Jeremy will <laughs> me. That also makes me cry every time. That whole season made me cry like, The entire time.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to lie because it like was really going places. And then like the middle seasons were just kind of like, what? And then it was going places again. I feel like Jason was still my favorite. You know, I would want to meet Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun I like the good place what a good answer I like it good answer good answer okay Emma where can people find the podcast
1: you can find our podcast on Instagram and Twitter at the Tea with Crema. you can also find us on Apple Podcasts Spotify Stitcher and any of your other streaming platforms if you'd like to buy us a cup of tea you can find us on Venmo at the Tea with Crema. we hope to see you next time bye